This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Back to Harry Harvey Stadium for the start of the second quarter. Marple Newtown driving with the football. They are back up their own 23, however. They managed to get out of the shadow of their own goal line early in this possession. No score. Marple Newtown on its first possession of the contest faced a fourth down deep in Upper Derby territory. Went for it, did not get it, but stopped Upper Derby on its subsequent chance. Got the ball deep. So as we start the second quarter, ball is spotted at the 23, second down and seven for the Tigers. As we have a change under center, Joe Vexo will be under center. No men split wide. We have Diaguardi and Duffy in the backfield with White in motion. There's a delayed handoff to Duffy. He only gets a couple, if any. Amara Kamara was there on that tackle. So yet again, third down and a sizable chunk of yardage to go for Marple Newtown. Bridley Weaverling will check out of the game. Vexo remains under center. Joey Pham once again, the lone wideout. He will be countered by Fred Thorpe on that far side. Duffy the lone man in the backfield right now. Diaguardi in motion. Vexo drops back. He's hit as he throws it. Incomplete. Thrown in the direction of Mario Diaguardi. Number 24, Craig Pettit, had a lot of pressure on Joe Vegzo there, forcing the incomplete pass. So fourth down and no time to mess with the game plan. It will be a punt. Philly Weaverling comes back in this time. He will be the kicker. Back deep for Upper Derby is number three, Fred Thorpe. And number six, first time we've called his name, Mike Pastella. Weaverling takes his place at his own eight-yard line. Pastella at his own... 42. The punt is away. It's a big boot by Weaverling. Coming down, Pastella will let it bounce into the hands of Thorpe at the 35, who takes it on that bounce with a fair catch. So 11-6 to go. Second quarter. Still no score. Upper Darby now finally gets their chance. This time with better field position at their own 35. Well, we saw what the good field position did for Marple Newtown earlier in the game as they were able to drive it down to the 20. Unfortunately, they were unable to score, but see if Marple Newtown defense is able to hold them here and make sure Upper Darby doesn't put any points on the board before halftime. 11 6 to go. First half, Upper Darby with the football. Mike McGee under center. John Townsend checks in. He was supposed to be the lone wide out to the far side, but then... A little shift of game plan. Number 50 comes in and number 73. Number 55, Mike Wint checks out as also I take Quay. You wonder what's under the hood here for the Upper Derby Royals as uh, this is the first time they've shown any kind of indecision early in the contest. 
I don't see anything wrong with the uh, with the officials, although they are taking a little bit more time between downs here than usual without having a penalty or a time issue. Hayden uh, Townsend will check back in. He's the lone wide out to the far side. Gary Smith comes in, but the football goes to Kamara. He's up across the 40 near the 45, still on his feet. Breaks off a tackle, 50, 45, 40, 45, 30, 35, 20, 15, 10 down the sidelines. And he's in for the touchdown. No flags on the play there. Looked like Kamara was bottled up around midfield, but he was able to break free. So the Royals have the first score of this contest. Well, that was some good play action by Upper Darby there. And uh, they were able to get into the end zone. Unfortunately for Upper Newtown, they're going to have to start a rebound the next drive. Looks like Kamara was plowed under. But problems have basically lost his footing because he really didn't break stride after he looked like he was going to be plowed under right in front of us at the 50. But then he just used a quick burst of speed to go from the middle of the field to the outside. For the score, Cedar McGreedy, the kicker. It is up and good. So, with 10.51 to go, second quarter, Upper Derby 7, Marple Newtown. Nothing on the change of possession. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. The Tigers Radio Network is brought to you by Allstate. Are you in good hands? Call Allstate agent David Monroe today at 610-359-1244. The Marple Newtown Football Alumni Association. For more information about the Alumni Association, email them at mnfootballalumni at comcast.net or visit their link on our website at www.marplenewtownfootball.com. The Philly Pretzel Factory. Remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The United States Marine Corps. The few, the proud, the Marines. The Winter Circle Sports Grill. For real sports fans only. The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont, right in front of the Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike. If they don't have your game live, no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill. For real sports fans only. Pick Harry Harvey Stadium. Kickoff is underway, taken by Ryan White. It's a short click across the 35, across the 40. So Walter Newtown will have excellent field position here. Actually taken by Joe Vexo. Here is the 16 and the 18 look very sim- similar. And we're going to apologize here that also the extra point did appear good. Just we got cut off here by an angle up at the booth. We mistook that for a make. It is only 6 nothing. For Upper Darby as Marple Newtown gets the football. 10.44 to go first half. Ball spotted at the 43-yard line. Duffy and White once again in the backfield. Boninger back under center. He fakes the handoff to White. He's got it around the 45. Across the field. Shakes off the tackle at the 45. Across the 40. Still going. Dragged down across the 35 near the 30-yard line. Excellent will. Survived by Ryan White. Nice run there by Ryan White down the left sideline, breaking a couple tackles, but finally taken down by Fred Thorpe and Ira Etzweiler. And unlike two years ago, Dave, we are absolutely certain that it is Ira Etzweiler, number 40, as we were very loudly reminded late two years ago in that contest. We kept calling Etzweiler's number, but it was not him. Gain of 23, ball at the 34-yard line of Upper Darby. Ryan Jordan, the center, Diaguardi in motion. He's going to drop back the pass. He's got a man open in the flat. 
It is complete. Complete to Ryan White. Well, Ray John has got to be happy about that as Jamie Reidinger finally has a completion here in 2010. First completion of the season. Glad we were here to see it. And it also is for a first down. The Tigers are closing in on the red zone. First and ten. Ball to 22. Joey Pham, balloon wide out. Reidinger under center. Goes to his reps. It was to be a handoff to White, but the play is blown dead. Looks like Marple Newtown may be going back five yards. Dead ball foul. False start. On the offense. Repeat first down. That is the case. Head ref Bob Scatino with the call. So Marple Newtown will go back another five. So inexplicably, the Upper Derby band is playing the old played out Tomahawk Chop chant, which grates on me just as much as the Imperial Death March is when I was at Boston College, and it was pretty much the only tune the BC band used to play at football games. Anyway, first and 15. We've got a handoff up the middle. Still on his feet is Ryan White. Look at he was down at the 20, but he keeps plowing forward. He's at the 10-yard line, so... Easily picks up the first down. The Tigers are finally roaring. Broke a couple tackles there. Was able to plow forward. And Marvi Kebab was able to make the tackle downfield for Upper Darby. White had his hand down, but his knees were not. Allowed him to keep going at that extra five-yard burst. for another Tigers first down. 9.56 to go, first half. Tigers first and 10 at the Royals' 11th. So I have a minute here. First time all season we've seen the Marple Newtown Tiger. The high school's version of the Philly Fanatic here uh, urging his teammates on. Hamming it up for the crowd. It's a handoff to Duffy. He tries to get to the outside, but he's plowed under in the middle of the field. Shy of the 10, it appears. And Mike went there once again for Upper Darby, making the stop and limiting Marple Newtown to a one-yard gain. Second and nine from the 10, but the Tigers are in the red zone. Knocking on the door in a 6-0 game in favor of Upper Darby. Tigers first foray with the football ended close to here down the other opposite end of the field in the first quarter without any points being scored. Let's see if they can crank it up now. Rodinger under center fakes the handoff, gives it off to Duffy once again, but he goes nowhere once again. Upper Darby defense reading the plays very well now. And Duffy was stopped immediately by number six, Mike Pestella. White was unable to get any more yards there. Third down and a long nine. We have to remind everybody, since the ball was spotted just outside the 10, they can get a first down at around the half-yard line. But why not just ram it in there, make it good, get a touchdown, and go ahead? 
Ranninger under center. Diaguardi and Duffy in the backfield. Ranninger has the pitch to Diaguardi on the outside. Tries to find a way through. He cannot. He is dragged down around the eight-yard line. So we'll see if we'll have Anthony Nicolardi come on for a field goal. I thought that play might have potential with Mario Diaguardi bouncing to the outside, but Yvonne Thomas he, he was got able one. to make the play there. Actually, Dave, I think Diaguardi was able to plow under one guy, but uh, Thomas, unfortunately, was able to stay upright and make the tackle. Well, Mario is a very competitive guy, and he does not like to be tackled. So, Anthony Nicolardi will be called on from the right hash mark. Ball will be spotted at the 16-yard line, so it will be a 26-yarder. 7.23 to go, first half. The ball is spotted, it's spinning, it's spinning, it is up. But no good. No good. It was straight on, but not straight enough. So with 7.18 to go in this second quarter, it is still 6-0. Upper Derby with the change of possession, we will take a break. And we'll be right back. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Back to Harry Harvey Stadium. McGee under center takes it to the handoff. He's got a man across the 25, 30, first down, 35, 40, up around the 45, and finally dragged down shy of midfield. Corey Harrison, his first carry of the football game is successful and gets the Royals out of bad field position into good ones. Nice play by Harrison there, and Samara Moat was there on the tackle. 7.07 to go. First half still 6-0 in favor of the Royals. Anthony Nicolardi no good on a field goal from 26 yards. Gain of 26, ball spotted at the 46-yard line. John Townsend split wide to the near side. Fred Thorpe wide to the far side. It's a handoff to Sir Carly Wimpy. He gets a first down and more. He breaks loose, and he's going in for the touchdown. Winpey. And that was easy. 54-yard run. And the Royals take a 12-0 lead. And Wimpey broke a couple tackles there, got to the outside, and it was smooth sailing from there on. He was untouched into the end zone. Two plays. Very easy to call, 80 yards. 6.33 to go. First half. Cedar McGreedy is on for the extra point. We'll see if we can get a better view of this. So it's not to confuse everybody out there. The ball is spotted. The kick is away. It is under a rush. This time's also no good. Spinning in a way similar to Nicolardi's missed field goal. It did not manage to go to the right towards that left upright. No good. So it's 6.33 to go. First half, 12 nothing up for Dirty. We're going to take another quick break. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. The Tigers Radio Network is brought to you by Allstate. Are you in good hands? Call Allstate agent David Monroe today at 610-359-1244. The Marple Newtown Football Alumni Association. For more information about the Alumni Association, 
Email them at mnfootballalumni at comcast.net or visit their link on our website at www.marplenewtownfootball.com. The Philly Pretzel Factory. Remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The United States Marine Corps. The few, the proud, the Marines. The Winter Circle Sports Grill for real sports fans only. The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont, right in front of the Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike. If they don't have your game live, no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill for real sports fans only. Back to Harry Harvey Stadium, 12-0 Upper Darby with the next extra point. And Upper Darby's kicker, I don't know if that actually bounced inbounds before it went out of bounds. We'll see what happens. Actually, it did. Legal procedure. Gets a kicking team. Kickoff went out of bam. We spotted at the 35. First down. So I thought on the kick, they might have had the benefit of one bounce just inside the truck before it went out. But no, the bounce was outside. So Marple Newtown gets the football with 6.33 to go in this first half at their own 35. Diagordi and Duffy in the backfield. Reininger under center once again. Delayed handoff, Diagordi gets it. He goes across the 35 and gets a couple. Dave Lara was on that tackle as Diagordi was unable to get more than a couple yards on that play. Well, at this point, Dave, you're looking for Marple Newtown to go back and simplify it. Three, four yards every rush. Keep the defense on its heels. Keep the clock moving. Because it's two missed extra points. Means that Marple Newtown is basically two scores away with one extra point even in that mix. For me, they're tying it or one uh, successful extra point away from actually, I should say, from taking the lead here. Reininger understanding the ball is on the turf. It is fumbled forward. We'll see who has it. We don't know. Of course, Upper Darby is motioning that they do have it. We'll wait for the official call. And they do. Any number of guys in that pile could have picked it up. Number 70. Quay, number 2. Kamara. It looked like Mike Went, number 55, was actually the one that came up with it. Everybody was slapping him in the helmet at the end of the play. So. There you go. 5.48 to go, first half. 12 nothing lead for Upper Derby. They have the football here once again. Shotgun formation, low snap. He's hand off to Tarrison again. He tries to get to the outside, goes north the near sideline. Picks up about five. We have a penalty marker coming from behind the line of scrimmage. We'll see what happens there. We don't know. It might not have been a flag, but we'll see. They picked it up as soon as it was laid down. Holding. Gets up for Darby. Repeat first down. So negates that run by Harrison and pushes the Royals back. Well, that hole probably made that run possible to begin with. Exactly. And it's, you know, as they say, holes holds the car. Eight of every ten plays, and they only call it when they have a big gainer, which makes it all the more obvious. 
First and 16, ball at the 40. And off to Harrison again. He does get across the 40 back to the original line of scrimmage, but only a couple yards after that. Jilly Pham was there on that tackle. Nice play by him to stop the bleeding. Good awareness. As we have 5-12 to go, first half, 12 nothing upper derby. And the football back after a fumble recovery on a Marble Newtown drive. Second down and seven now. Ball spotted at the 37. It's ticked down under five minutes to go. John Townsend, senior captain, has checked in. Split to the far side. And a man hit on there. Brutal hit. Then dropped backwards. Kamara had the football, but he's lucky he has his wits about him after that. Yeah, he was initially hit there by number 58, Jeff Brooks. And then finally taken down behind the behind the line by Brian Kelly. He was lucky that wasn't an, an immediate gain, immediate drop actually for minus four yards or minus five yards. That first hit was brutal, but he was able to go plow forward. Nonetheless, third and nine. Key third down for both sides. This time Fred Thorpe is split wide to the near side with Townsend. To the far side, McGee drops back. It is complete over the middle of the Thomas. He gets to the 35, but he's driven backwards. Not even close to the first down. So we'll see what kind of onions head coach Rich Gentile and his offensive staff have here as it will be a fourth and long for Upper Darby. Yeah, very quick pass there by Mike McGee and Mario Diaguardi and Ryan White were both right there on the tackle, making sure he did not get even close to the first down marker. Upper Darby needed to get to the 30. They only got one. So it will be a punt, it appears, but you never know from this formation. Ball is spotted. McGee kicks it. It's a high angling kick towards the sideline. Takes a beneficial bounce from Marple Newtown. Down in its end zone, so they will start at their own 30-yard line with 3.13 to go. First half, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. The Winter, Winter Circle, Circle Sports Grill in Edgemont is for real sports fans only. With over 30 brand-new wall-to-wall large-screen plasma high-def TVs, if the game you absolutely got to see is available, we'll have it. Every NFL game, every college football game, Every Major League Baseball game, every hockey game, every game, live in high def. The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont, right in front of the Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike. If we don't have your game live, no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill, for real sports fans only. Back to Harry Harvey Stadium. 3.13 to go first half, a very spirited first half which sees ultimately Upper Darby taking a 12-0 lead. Game still within Walpole Newtown's grasp if they can only get that offense going if they can keep their miscues to a minimum. Well, Walpole Newtown defense is actually doing not bad of a job. They're only giving up a couple big plays, and as for the offense, they're dragging the ball downfield, but they're struggling in the red zone, and we'll see what kind of adjustments Coach Jonta and the rest of the coaching staff can make at halftime. So with the punt and the ball skittering into the end zone, it is first and ten for the Tigers at their own 20-yard line. Jimmy Rattinger once again under center. We had Joe Vexo here for a couple of plays on one series. It's unclear why. 
But Rattinger is back under center now. Duffy in the backfield. Diagordi takes his spot as a blocking back. He's got it to hand off straight up the middle to Duffy. He gets across the 20, but no further. Looks like Mike Wint once again on the bottom of that pile, making the tackle for Upper Darby. Wint is the go-to guy. Mentioned several times in a Delco Times article for their 36-0 thrashing of Lower Marion last week. He has shown his colors thus far today, as we've credited him with the recovery of Rodinger's fumble a couple series back. They did give him forward progress for uh, one more yard. It is second and eight from the 22, 2.35 to go, first half. White this time to the far side. It's a pitch to the outside. DeGordi gets a man across the 20. Across the 25. And he's not close to the first down, but at least it's going to be third and short coming up for the Tigers. A nice play action there by Jamie Reidinger and also Mario DeGuardi. It looked like Reidinger was going to go to the left side. Instead, he went to the far side, and DeGuardi took it out, and he's close to a first down. We'll see what they can do here. And if it was anybody else, he might have been stopped back for a loss, but Mr. DeGuardi has a way to use that bulk and use that speed and momentum. He's strained for those extra yards. So we have third down and three. As we are under two minutes to play in this first half. Joey Pham to the far side. But it is White who takes the football. He's got the first down across the 35. Still on his feet. Still going. Falls backwards. Let's see if they can get him to the 40. But at the very least, he's at the 38. So there you go. Tigers moving the football once again. A lot of good blocks on that play by the Marple Newtown O-line. Able to open up a big hole for Ryan White to run through. But he was finally taken down by Yvonne Thomas. Close to the 40-yard line. But not after he picks up that first down. So they give him to the 39. Time ticking away. Presses time. The Tigers ought to get at least three out of this. They've moved the ball quite well throughout this contest. Duffy and Diaguardi in the backfield this time. White in motion. This is a late hand to Diaguardi. He's up the middle across the 45 and slides forward near midfield. Avon hey, Thomas and Mike Wynn were both in on that tack tackle. But a pretty good game from Arthur Newtown as they are once again driving downfield to see what they can do in the red zone if they get there. Gain of seven. Should be eight. According to the scoreboard, it was a gain of eight. Ball at the 49. Ball is at the 47. They need to get to the 49. Diagordi has it. He's going to the outside. He's got a lane. He's got to the 49. He's finally wrestled out of bounds. A little late, it seems to me. No signal yet. It looks like Diagordi was already out of bounds by the time he was plowed under by the upper derby bench. But nonetheless, clock stops. 33.4 seconds left with a new set of downs for the Tigers. Well, Marty was trying to do there is bounce to the outside and just run out of bounds right after the first down marker at the 50-yard line. He was able to do that, but you're right, looked like he was pushed a little late by Yvonne Thomas on that play. Upper Darby. He actually could have done pretty much without that face plant. And that's a smart thing, a good thing and a smart thing there by Diagordi, not only to pick up the first down, but be in a position where you stop the clock because there's only a handful of plays left here with 33.4 seconds to go. You're down by 12. You need one score. So might as well be able to kill two birds with one stone. 
And we have seen a couple good plays so far. This, play, this drive by Mario Diaguardi. He's actually done a pretty good job the last couple drives. He keeps bouncing to the outside, and he knows just where to go out of bounds to get the first down. As Marple Newtown continues to drive here late in the half. As you see for the first time, Dave, both sides taking a prolonged breaker this time out and breaking out the water carts because it is still oppressively hot and humid. The sun's been down for close to 45 minutes now, but the heat is, has been basically relentless. Well, we haven't seen many timeouts so far, and it's important to keep these guys hydrated. That might have been why Reininger was out of the game earlier, to get him some water and recuperate before the end of the half. Well, we're taking water up here in the booth because we have those fluorescent lights, which are just heat generating as well. We need to keep our wits about us. First and ten, they gave Diaguardi the 49-yard line, so ball is in Royals territory. Straight handoff up the middle to Duffy. He pushes the pile forward another couple yards. Timeout. Marple. As very wisely, the Tigers take the first of their three remaining timeouts. 27.8 to go. Ball will be spotted at the 46. So you figure, Dave, they're going to have to either open it up at some point because they can't just you know, rely on a, a possible 15, 16-yard gain here with a couple of rushing plays to be able to get into Nicolardi's range, which is at least 30 yards. But they must, must pick up at least three points here to go in with a successful half and cut into that 12-point deficit because Upper Darby, having deferred, will get the football back. And what we saw earlier, Ray Junt is trying to call these passing plays, trying to open up these running lanes, and it's, so far it's been working, except in a red zone. Looks like he's a little hesitant to use the pass in the, in the red zone. We'll see what Mario Diaguardi and Ryan White can do on this play. Second down and seven. As a Rodinger goes under center, Duffy and Diaguardi in the backfield. It's a handoff to Rodinger. It's a flea flicker. Diaguardi has it. He's got a man downfield. Underthrown for White. Trying for him at the 25-yard line. But there were five Upper Darby defenders within closer proximity to that football. And that ball was pretty well underthrown. And Fred Thorpe almost came up, came up with an interception. But I don't think he saw it coming. Interesting wrinkle there, Dave. i got to admit that is something you'd like to see in that the playmaking cannon. Just that it's unfortunate that Diaguardi, I don't know, you know, it's, it's difficult for guys who are not under center, who don't deal with it every day, to tell how much time they really have to get rid of the ball. I think Diaguardi could have benefited from another second, being able to know that he, you know, he wasn't really under that much pressure to get that ball with the you know, yardage he needed. 21.6 to go, third down and seven. Joey Pham checks back into the game. He's slot to the near side. But to hand off the around the outside, he faked it to Duffy. Still on his feet is Ryan White. He's close to the first down across the 40. It was interesting. I mean, he was basically being pulled by Upper Darby defenders toward the first down marker, which is very interesting. Well, I think Upper Darby was just trying to get him down, so he was unable to stop the clock. Timeout. Like Marple. Marple has one timeout remaining. But had the unintended consequence of pulling the Tigers closer and closer to that goal line as they have only 11.6 seconds to go. The ball will be first and 10, spotted at the 37. The ball is at the near sideline this time. Basically time for, let's say, one passing play. 
and a rushing play, maybe two rushing plays, generously with one timeout remaining. It's basically get dropped back, complete it, call the timeout, and hope for the best. Try to stay out of bounds as well. Tigers trailing 12 nothing once again. Two touchdowns without the benefit of an extra point for Upper Darby. Still has the Tigers within striking distance. If this game is closer than the score indicates. First and ten, Tigers. Here we go, Diaguardi in the blocking back position. Duffy, the lone man behind Ridinger. He's under center, calling out the plays. Diaguardi now in motion. He's going to drop back. He's under a rush. He finds a man deep downfield. It is dropped away, almost picked off, but I think whoever was down there, Ryan White, I don't know if that was pass interference, but he certainly was violently pushed downward before the ball got there. And Marby Cabal was good on good coverage on that play. He might have, might have been a little early, but end result, no flag, and it's a big stop for Upper Darby. You never know. There might have been the, the old uncatchable ball rule. But, you know, if, if you're actually being forced downward on your head and your shoulders, of course you're not going to be able to reach up and catch the ball. So there's 3.3 seconds to go in this half. But once again, spotted at the 37. Maybe pretty much time for the heave-ho. Ridinger under center. He'll drop straight back. Throws it up and under. White will be down there. And the ball fouls in and out of the hands. Unfortunately for number 18, Ryan White, it will be number 5, Chris Wallace. So we come to the end of the first half, 12 minutes down. 24 minutes down, 24 to go. With the score, Upper Derby 12, Marple Newtown 0. I'll be back with the call of the second half. But for now, we'll have the halftime show with Greg Pecco and company. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. Going, going to the game this weekend? Yeah, I'm on the team. <laughs> Good one. Get in here, son. You make this, and everybody's going to know your name, Stevens. It's Smith, sir. Exactly. No one cares who the kicker is until you need it. Kind of like car insurance. Are you in good hands? Hey, football fans, call Allstate agent David Monroe at 610-359-1244 today. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. 